0: Omagyana timarandasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshur unmilitangena tasmai sri Gurave namaha. Nama Ong vishnu padaya krishna Prasthaya bhutale srimate bhaktivedanta swaman iti namane namaste Saraswate deve goravani pracharane nirvishesha shunyavadi pashtyatya deshatarane trinadipi sunichena jorav asahishnuna amani na manadena kartani hare nama hare nama hare nama kalo nastyeva 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 gatir Anyata Sri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda sri advaita gadhar Sri vasari gaur bhakta vrinda hare krishna hare krishna krishna krishna, krishna hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 4 Chapter 29 Verse 32 dukesh ve katarena api daiva bhutatmahe tushu jivasyana via vachceda prakrit Kriya. Synonyms dukeshu in the matter of distress a katarena from one kind api even daiva providence bhuta other living entities, atma, the body and mind, hetushu on account of, jivasya, of the living entity, na, never, vyavacjeda, stopping, Siat, is possible, chait, although, tut-tut, of those miseries, pratikriya, counteraction. TRANSLATION The living entities are trying to counteract different miserable conditions pertaining to providence, other living entities, or the body and mind. Still, they must remain conditioned by the laws of nature, despite all attempts to counter these laws. PURPORT BY A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Founder Acharya of ISKCON Just as a dog wanders here and there for a piece of bread or punishment, the living entity perpetually wanders about trying to be happy and planning in so many ways to counteract material misery. This is called the struggle for existence. We can actually see in our daily lives how we are forced to make plans to drive away miserable conditions. To get rid of one miserable condition, we have to put ourselves in another kind of miserable condition. A poor man suffers for want of money, but if he wants to become rich, he has to struggle in so many ways. Actually this is not a valid counteracting process. But a snare of the illusory energy. If one does not endeavor to counteract his situation, but is satisfied with his position, knowing that he has obtained his position through past activities, he can instead engage his energy to develop Krishna consciousness. This is recommended in all Vedic literature. Tasyaiva Heto prāyate takovido lalabhyate yad brahmatāṁ upāryadah talabhyate dhukavad anyatak sukham kalena sarvatra Gabira raṅgasā Persons who are actually intelligent and philosophically inclined should endeavor only for that purposeful end which is not obtainable even by wandering from the topmost planet Brahmaloka, down to the lowest planet, Patala. As far as happiness derived from sense enjoyment is concerned, it can be obtained automatically in course of time. Just as in course of time, we obtain miseries, even though we do not desire them. One should simply try to develop his Krishna consciousness and not waste his time. Trying to improve his material condition. Actually, the material condition cannot be improved. The process of improvement means accepting another miserable condition. However, if we endeavor to improve our Krishna consciousness, the distresses of material life will disappear without extraneous endeavor. Krishna therefore promises. Kunteya prati jaanihi na me bhakta pranasyati O son of Kunti, declare it boldly that my devotee never perishes. One who takes to the path of devotional service will never be vanquished, despite all miseries of the body and mind, and despite all misery brought about by other living entities and providence miseries which are beyond our control. So that ends Prabhupāda's purport, and I have written out my lecture for today. So first there is this letter to Satsvarūpādās, Prabhupāda was in Los Angeles, and this was on July 1st, 1972, quote, So far your question, yes, it is good to be prepared with a well-thought lecture in advance. However, we must be able to preach effectively at a moment's notice or under any conditions or circumstances also. As you begin to study the Sanskrit words, in each word you will find a treasure house of different understanding. So this I had read maybe about 10-12 years ago, but I didn't remember where I read it, and so yesterday I researched it and after about a half an hour, I finally found this quote, and this last line about studying the Sanskrit words, I have been using that for the past 12 years or more as the basis of how I preach and give class. So let's go over some of the words that I find very instructive. So, one word was the word dukeshu in the matter of distress. And in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, we see here Lord Chaitanya instructing Sanatana Goswami. Due to his being opposed to Krishna consciousness, the conditioned soul is punished by the witch of the external energy, Maya. He is thus ready to suffer the threefold miseries, number one, adhyatmika, miseries brought about by the body and mind, two, adhibautika, the inimical behavior of other living entities, and number three, adhidaivaka, natural disturbances caused by the demigods. Lord Caitanya continues, in this way, the conditioned soul becomes the servant of lusty desires, and when these are not fulfilled, he becomes the servant of anger and continues to be kicked by the external energy, maya. Wandering and wandering throughout the universe, he may by chance get the association of a devotee physician whose instructions and hymns make the witch of the external energy flee. The conditioned soul thus gets in touch with devotional service to Lord Krishna, and in this way he can approach nearer and nearer to the Lord. Then Lord Chaitanya quotes a verse, O my Lord, there is no limit to the unwanted orders of lusty desires. Although I have rendered these desires so much service, they have not shown any mercy to me. I have not been ashamed to serve them, nor have I even desired to give them up. O my Lord, O Head of the Yadu dynasty, recently, however, my intelligence has been awakened, and now I am giving them up. Due to transcendental intelligence, I now refuse to obey the unwanted orders of these desires. And I now come to you to surrender myself at your fearless lotus feet. Kindly engage me in your personal service and save me." So the other nice word that gave me much inspiration in this verse is the word daiva or providence. And I remembered this quote from the Nectar of Devotion where Prabhupada explains this word nicely. Bhakti-ras, however, the mellow relished in the transcendental loving service of the Lord, does not finish with the end of life. It continues perpetually and is therefore called amrita, that which does not die but exists eternally. This is confirmed in all Vedic literatures. Bhagavad Gita says, Nehabi Krama Nashosti Pratyavayo Navidyate Svapam Apyasya Dharmasya Trayate Mahatovayat. That little advancement in bhakti rasa can save the devotee from the greatest danger, that of missing the opportunity for human life. The rasas derived from our feelings in social life, in family life, or in the greater family life of altruism, philanthropy, nationalism, socialism, communism, etc., do not guarantee that one's next life will be as a human being. We prepare our next life by our actual activities in the present life. A living entity is offered a particular type of body as a result of his action in the present body. These activities are taken into account by a superior authority known as daiva, or the authority of God. This daiva is explained in Bhagavad-gītā as the prime cause of everything adishtānang tatak karta karnang ca vidham dividhās ca pritak ceśtā daivaṁ caivātra 1. The place of action, the body 2. The performer 3. The various senses 4. The many different kinds of endeavor and ultimately number 5. The super-soul these are the five factors of action. And in Srimad Bhagavatam it is stated that a man takes his next body by daiva naitrena which means by the supervision of the authority of the supreme. Sri Bhagavan uvacha karmana daiva naitrena jantur deho papatayey striya pravishta udaranam Pungso Reita Kanasraya. The personality of Godhead, Kapila Dave said, Under the supervision of the Supreme Lord, and according to the result of his work, the living entity, the soul, is made to enter into the womb of a mother, the womb of a woman, through the particle of male semen, to assume a particular type of body. In an ordinary sense, Daiva is explained as destiny. Daiva supervision gives us a body selected from 8,400,000 forms. The choice does not depend on our selection, but is awarded to us according to our destiny. If our body at present is engaged in the activities of Krishna consciousness, Then it is guaranteed that we will have at least a human body in our next life. A human being engaged in Krishna consciousness, even if unable to complete the course of bhakti yoga, takes birth in the higher divisions of human society so that he can automatically further his advancement in Krishna consciousness. Therefore, all bona fide activities in Krishna consciousness are amrita or permanent. This is the subject matter of the nectar of devotion. Then, the last two lines of today's verse. Jivasyana so here it says, still. The living entity must remain conditioned by the laws of nature despite all attempts to counter these laws. So in the Bhagavad Gita, there are many verses which describe the condition of the material, the, by the material energy on the living entity. So in chapter 14, Sattvang Rajasthama Iti Guna prakriti sambhava, nibadnanti mahabaho, dehe dehinam avyayam. Material nature consists of three modes goodness, passion, and ignorance. When the eternal living entity comes in contact with nature, O mighty armed Arjuna, he becomes conditioned by these modes. Tatra nimalatvat. Prakashakam anamayam, sukha sangena badnati, jnana sangena chanaga. O sinless one, the mode of goodness being purer than the others is illuminating and frees one from all sinful reactions. Those situated in that mode become conditioned by a sense of happiness and knowledge. Rajo ragatmikam vidhi. Krishna Sanga Samud Tad Nibadnati Kanteya, Karma sangena Dehinam. The mode of passion is born of unlimited desires and longings, O son of Kunti. and because of this, the embodied living entity is bound to material fruitive actions. Tamastva jang Jadhidhi, Mohanang Sarva Dehinam. Pramada lasya nidrabis tad nibadnati bharata. O son of Bharata, know that the mode of darkness, boredom, ignorance is the delusion of all embodied living entities. The results of this mode are madness, indolence, and sleep, which bind the conditioned soul. And finishing this string of verses, sattvam sukhe sanjayati Rajakarmani bharata jnanam avritya tuttama pramade Uta. O son of Bharata, the mode of goodness conditions one to happiness, passion conditions one to fruitive action, and ignorance covering one's knowledge binds one to madness. So, before I read further, here it is clear in chapter fourteen that as long as one is associating or under the influence of any of these three modes of nature, then one is still conditioned. And in chapter fourteen, towards the end, Arjuna's final question, he asked three questions, and the third question was the one that was most significant, Arjuna said, how does one transcend the modes of nature? Because that's what it means to become unconditioned. You have to transcend the modes of nature. Even the mode of goodness is a condition. So Krishna's response to how to become unconditioned how to transcend the modes of nature is the famous verse, Mangcheo viabicharena bhakti yogena sevate, sagunan samati yaitan, brahma bhuyaya kopate. That one has to engage in the one or more processes of devotional service, of what you're doing right now, hearing the first process. But this kind of devotional service, either one, two, three, or all nine, have to be performed 24-7, 365, continuously, just like my name that Prabhupāda gave me, nirantara, uh, without any cessation. So that's how devotional service must be performed if one wants to become unconditioned, if one wants to be liberated. So, further on this, quotes from Gita on being conditioned. The famous verse, Mamai Bangsho Jiva Lokke, Jiva Sanatana, Manakshastan Indriyani, Prakriti Stani Karshati. The living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with the six senses which include the mind. So this is, this is material existence. We are simply struggling with the six senses, either the five knowledge-acquiring senses and the mind, or the five working senses and the mind. That's our whole material existence. We are struggling with these six senses and, of course, the mind. And we recall in chapter six of Bhagavad-gītā, Krishna pointed out to Arjuna that the mind can be your best friend and the mind can be your worst enemy. If the mind is controlled, then your mind is your best friend. But if the mind is uncontrolled, then it's your worst enemy. And Lord Caitanya Mahāprabhu has given us the best process to control the mind cheto dharpana, marjanam we simply have to cleanse the mirror of the mind by chanting the maha mantra hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare the more we can fix our minds on each of the syllables each of the words of the Mahā-mantra, then we are purifying the mirror of the mind, the heart. And finally in Bhagavad-gītā, in the 18th chapter, mat sarva durgani mat-prasādat-tarishyasi atacetvam-ahankāran nasrosyasi-vananśyasi If you become conscious of me, you will pass over all the obstacles of conditioned life by my grace. So, this is in essence what is the Krishna consciousness process. We're simply trying to be ever conscious of Krishna, and that is how we propose to cross over all the obstacles. It was also stated by Krishna similarly in chapter 7 daivihyesha gunamayi maya Durakiya Mame evaye prapadyante mayam etam taranti te so that last line mayam etam taranti te taranti to cross over and into today this Gita verse durgani durga the fort of the material energy it's insurmountable virtually no one can escape and this seventh uh, chapter, verse 714, the only way to conquer over the fortress of material existence, or sometimes it's compared to a fathomless ocean, the only way is to surrender to Krishna. And you surrender to Krishna by being ever conscious of Him. That's why Lord Chaitanya says, Kirtaniya Sada Hari. Always, you should be chanting my name so that at every step you can be conquering over. This last line uh, mayam etang tarantite corresponds to the line in the song bhajahure mana Abaya Charanada vindare tulabhamanava janama satsange taroho e bhava sindhure. So that line, taraho in Bengali, that word, is the same as the Sanskrit word taranti that was mentioned by the 714 verse. So taraho bhava sindhu, bhava sindhu, the ocean of material existence. So many times in the Vedas, material existence is compared to an Impassable ocean. But as Krishna says here, and as he says in that 714 verse, if you simply surrender, if you simply become ever conscious of Krishna, as he says here, you will pass over all the obstacles of conditioned life by my grace. In contrast, the impersonalist, he wants to cross over the ocean of material existence by his own strength. That is how the impersonalist, because the impersonalist does not believe in God the person. So the impersonalist has to do it all on his own. But the devotee is much more intelligent. Everything is done by Krishna's grace, simply by surrendering, simply by loving, simply by always thinking of Krishna. And we are reminded at this time of that verse in the tenth canto, where it is stated that the whole material existence, even though it's insurmountable, shrinks down to the amount of water contained in the calf's hoof print if one simply engages in Krishna consciousness by hearing and chanting. Lord Caitanya emphasizes that of all the nine processes, hearing and chanting are the fundamentals. Everything is based on hearing and chanting. That's why this morning Bhagavatam class and evening Bhagavad-gita class are so important. Simply by hearing the lecture, the kirtan, then we are easily crossing over material existence this final verse here in this 18th chapter if however you do not work in such consciousness but act through false ego not hearing me you will be lost so this word false ego must mean there's no no sense in mentioning false ego unless there is a true ego so there is ego Ego is not denied. Ego means identification. But there's true ego and false ego. True ego is uh, taught by Lord Caitanya to Sanatana Goswami, jivara-svarupahai, krishnara-nityadas. Lord Caitanya pointed out that the real ego of the living entity is to be the eternal subordinate servant of Krishna. Either in the spiritual world or in the material world, the living entity is ever the servant, never the master. The master, the Purusha, is God, Krishna, or one of his Svangsha expansions. The living entity, Vibhanaangsha, is the eternal servant of Purusha, God, the enjoyer. So, false ego means to think myself something other than the eternal servant of God. That's false ego. Doesn't matter what it is. If I think of myself something other than the eternal servant of Krishna, then I am experiencing false ego. But when I'm in Krishna consciousness, then I am in true ego. Not hearing me, you will be lost. Because yes, the material world is like a prison, Durga. It's like a prison. Top from the topmost planet down to the lowest planet, all are places of misery where repeated birth and death take place. That was mentioned by Krishna in chapter eight. From the top to the bottom. All are places of misery, wherein repeated birth and death take place. So to remain in material existence, in the prison, in the fortress, that is what is mean by being lost. Because the real goal of life is to become free, to become liberated, to go back home, back to Godhead. So now, to end out my lecture, there were some lines in the purport that I wanted to explain. So here's one sentence from the purport. Just as a dog wanders here and there for a piece of bread or punishment, the living entity perpetually wanders about, trying to be happy and planning in so many ways to counteract material misery. This is called the struggle for existence. So reading this sentence reminded me of this famous verse from the Caitanya Charitamrita Brahmanda bhramite kon bhagyaban jeev guru krishna prasade pai bhakti lata According to their karma all living entities are wandering throughout the universe some of them are being elevated to the upper planetary systems, and some are going down into the lower planetary systems. Out of many millions of wandering living entities, one who is very fortunate gets an opportunity to associate with a bona fide spiritual master by the grace of Krishna. By the mercy of both Krishna and the spiritual master, Such a person receives the seed of the creeper of devotional service." Another sentence in the purport that I found inspiring, to get rid of one miserable condition, we have to put ourselves into another kind of miserable condition. So that reminded me of this purport section from the Nectar of Instruction. I remembered this. When a man in the material world takes more interest in the materialistic way of life than in Krishna consciousness, he is considered to be in a diseased condition. The normal condition is to remain an eternal servant of the Lord. Here it is. We just mentioned this. Jivara Sraupahai nitya Nityadas. This healthy condition is lost when the living entity forgets Krishna due to being attracted by the external features of Krishna's Maya energy. This world of Maya is called Durashraya, which means false or bad shelter. One who puts his faith in Durashraya becomes a candidate for hoping against hope. In the material world, everyone is trying to become happy. And although their material attempts are baffled in every way, due to their nescience, nescience, means ignorance, they cannot understand their mistakes. And here is the line that I remembered People try to rectify one mistake by making another mistake. This is the way of the struggle for existence in the material world. If one in this condition is advised to take to Krishna consciousness and be happy, he does not accept such instructions. Then there was another line in the purport that gave me inspiration. To get rid of one miserable condition, we have to put ourselves in another kind of miserable condition. And of course, that reminded me of the prayers of Prahlad Maharaj. Yasmat-priya-priya-viyoga-sanyoga-janma janma shokagnina Sakalayonishu dayamana Sadang tat apidukam buman bhuman brahmami vadame vadasya yogam Pralad Maharaj prayed to Lord Nisringa, O great one, O Supreme Lord, because of combination with pleasing and displeasing circumstances and because of separation from them, one is placed in a most regrettable position within heavenly or hellish planets, as if burning in a fire of lamentation. Although there are many remedies by which to get out of miserable life, any such remedies in the material world are more miserable than the miseries themselves. Therefore I think that the only remedy is to engage in your service. Kindly instruct me in such service." And finally, the last part uh, of the purport, that inspired me was this quote Prabhupāda gave from the first canto, chapter five, where Nārada is instructing Vyāsadeva that he should compile Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. Here, Nārada says, As far as happiness derived from sense enjoyment is concerned, it can be obtained automatically in course of time. Just as in course of time, we obtain miseries even though we do not desire them. And I remembered a corresponding verse again, Prahlad teaching his classmates. Sukam Daitya Deha Yogena Dehinam Savatra labhyate Daivad yata-dukam Ayatnata. Prahlad Maharaj continued, My dear friends, born of demoniac families, the happiness perceived with reference to the sense objects by contact with the body can be obtained in any form of life according to one's past fruitive activities. Such happiness is automatically obtained without endeavor just as we obtain distress. So I'll read the verse and purport one more time and then we'll have ishtagogsti dukesh vakate daiva butatma hetushu jivasiana tat pratikriya the living entities are trying to counteract different miserable conditions pertaining to providence other living entities or the body and mind still they must remain conditioned by the laws of nature despite all attempts to counter these laws. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So now we can.